Nearly 50 years ago, Len Ragazin formulated the idea of speed ratings. Today, the Ragazin Sheets are still America's premier speed rating product. Who uses Len Ragazin speed ratings? Trainers use the Ragazin Sheets to place their horses. Breeders check the Ragazin Sheets before making million-dollar decisions. And jockey agents consult the Ragazin Sheets when choosing which horse to ride. But most importantly, the Ragazin Sheets are used by players like you. The Rags and Sheets are available online at thesheets.com. Our website also offers free introductory material, including an online seminar. You can also receive free introductory material by calling us directly at 212-674-3123. That's the Rags and Sheets at 212-674-3123. Ragazin, the most respected name in racing. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Have you heard the news? You can get free Formulator Pass performances with DRF Bets. Sign up to get the best bonus in racing with a $250 deposit match and a $10 free bet, plus free Formulator Pass performances. Enjoy all the perks of using Formulator with projected odds, trainer patterns, race and horse notes, replays, and more. Never pay for past performances again. Just use the promo code WINNING when you register at DRF.com bet. That's winning at DRF.com bet. It's post time for Thoroughbred Los Angeles, the most informative and profitable hour of horse racing found anywhere. Thoroughbred Los Angeles is brought to you by Santa Anita, home of the 2023 Breeders' Cup World Thoroughbred Championship. By Daily Racing Form, exclusive past performance content provider for Thoroughbred Los Angeles. By the Lay Meridian Hotel in Arcadia, just a furlong east of Santa Anita. Call 626-777-6699 to reserve your room for your next visit to Santa Anita. By Legacy Ranch, home of top California stallions Mr. Big, Clubhouse Ride, and Straight Fire. Get started right at Legacy Ranch. By Horsebills.com. Enjoy billing made easy with Horsebills.com. By Semi's Original. Great food and a great satellite wagering experience await you in Orange County, where the 5 and 405 freeways collide at Semi's Original. By the California Thoroughbred Breeders Association. It pays to own a cow bread. By the Ragazin Sheets, the most effective handicapping tool available. Get the sheets. By the Los Alamitos Night Quarter Horse Racing. Sometimes your best day of racing is at night. By Bruce Finkelstein's BetOnBruce.com. Selection from Northern and Southern California each racing day. By the Derby Room at Fairplex Park in Pomona. The Inland Empire's newest and best satellite wagering facility. 
and by the South Point Casino in Las Vegas, where the action never stops. And now, here your hosts, John Lindo and Bob Ike. And welcome to Thoroughbred Los Angeles, a Saturday edition. Bob Ike here. I'll be joined by John Lindo in just a second. No racing at Santa Anita this weekend. Previously scheduled to take uh, a few days off. They will be back on Friday, April 21st, but that does not mean it's not a great day of racing from around the country. Keeneland gets underway at 10 a.m., 11 races there, three stakes, including the Lexington, which is kind of the final, final derby prep. Oakland Park, 12 races today, including the million-dollar Apple Blossom, the $500,000 Count Fleet. Gulfstream Park back in action today, 11 races. Golden Gate They're back on turf and nine races up there. Aqueduct also using the turf course, a nine-race card, including the $100,000 Dangers Hour and four stakes races from Laurel. So, John Lindo, no Santa Anita, but we've got plenty going along uh, to kind of sink our teeth into today. Good morning, John. And and we're lucky in that the weather looks good around the country today, so... The, the places that are adding turf, like uh, Aqueduct and Golden Gate, they should be on the grass. So some interesting stuff for us and uh, good cards around the country. Uh, just a four-horse field in the Apple Blossom, but you've got Clarier and Secret Oath in there. That's going to be a tactical race, so it'll be a fun day of racing to play. So fill us in on the schedule for Southern California this week, John. Well, like you said, that Santa Anita closed today and tomorrow. They resume racing. They've added next Friday. April the 21st. They originally were scheduled to come back on the 22nd, uh, but due to some of those cancellations during the winter, they've added Friday the 21st, so that'll be our first day back and the start of the Hollywood meet, and that uh, that goes next week, and we'll look forward to getting back to Santa Anita, and I think we're finally done with all the rain, so we should have a good stretch of weather here to get it going. That would be nice. Uh, Let's talk about the Jenny Wiley at Keeneland today, a great meet. They're having great weather, phenomenal racing. Uh, it goes as the 10th race today, John, grade one going a mile and a 16th, $600,000 on the line and a few scratches in there, but there's still some quality. So take us through the Jenny Wiley at Keeneland. Well, the filly to beat is going to be number two in Italian, who was second, got beat a length in the Breeders' Cup filly and mare turf over the Keeneland turf course last time out. She won the grade one first lady at a mile at Keeneland pre- in her previous start, and she was helped a little bit by the late scratches. Number eight, Freedom Speaks, was scheduled to stretch out around two turns and had some speed. She's now out of the race, so in Italian, looks like the controlling speed. The key to the race, Bob, might be number three, Queen Goddess. We, we know her from Southern California. Michael McCarthy trains her, and she's got tactical speed, and she, she'll probably have to use it here to keep the favorite honest. And depending on when Luis Sayas pulls the trigger and goes after the leader, they could set things up for number five with the moonlight. This is another one of those Charles Appleby uh, international shippers for Godolphin, uh, ridden by William Buick. She beat the boys twice in greatest stakes down at Maidan City in Dubai this winter. Comes out here, she has proven she can handle U.S. racing. She won the uh, Saratoga Oaks at Saratoga last summer, and she'll be the one sitting behind those two, hoping that they come back. So it's a tactical race in Italian, the one to catch. I think with the moonlight, a chance to run them down there in the Jenny Wiley. And, John, we want to go ahead and get your Keeneland selection today, and then we're going to bring in an old old friend of ours for uh, the last part of this segment. So go ahead and make a pick from Keeneland. Let's go down to the 11th and final at Keeneland. I'm going to look for lightning to strike twice for trainer Jonathan Wong, who had 
uh, praise and honor win the, the uh, last night at $98.90 at Keeneland. He's got a regular stable in Kentucky now, and he's got number nine, my Kentucky girl, getting back to Keeneland. Her best race of her career was on the Keeneland dirt last October. She had a prep race at Turfway Park on the Tapita last time. Finished third, but she galloped out in, in, in front. She looked like a looked like a prep all the way. She needs some pace to set her up. As long as the, the closers have a chance today, ten to one on the morning line. Number nine, my Kentucky girl, race eleven at Keeneland. Very good, John. And let's bring on our friend Jay Privman. We want to talk to him about uh, what we saw last weekend and some of the Kentucky Derby prep races, as well as some other things. Uh, Jay, good morning. How are you? Hello, Jay. Hey, Bob. Hey, John. How are you? Doing well, Jay, and uh, good to hear from you. And uh, you're not doing a published version of Derby Watch anymore, but we know you are keenly watching all of the uh, Derby preps. So we wanted to go through and kind of go and talk about what we saw last weekend, which was the final round of major prep races. So uh, let's start with the Santa Anita Derby. You were on track. What were your impressions? Yeah, I thought Practical Move ran another good, solid race. Uh, he's obviously come way forward over the course of the winter, and he emerges as the best prospect from the West Coast. And I think Kim Yakin's done a terrific job with him. He's fired in three straight races. Uh, he got another good trip, and that'll serve him well, I think, in the Derby. He's got tactical speed, and he can finish. But, you know, the two horses right behind him both ran big races. It would be a shame if they don't get in. Right now they're on the bubble on, on points with both Mandarin Hero uh, and Skinner. And I'll tell you, Bob, one last quick thing about that race. You know, a lot of times there's a knee-jerk reaction after a race when a horse wins. It's, oh, what a great ride by the rider. And, and usually it's a good ride or whatever. But there was a ride in last week's race that didn't win, but I thought was great. I, I thought Kimura put up an unbelievable ride on Mandarin Euro. The horse just did get beat. But to me, he was one of the real revelations of this winter at Santa Anita. He can ride, and I don't watch a lot of Woodmine. I know he was the Eclipse Award-winning apprentice from a few years ago, but he's legitimately good, and I, I was really impressed with him all winter, and especially in the Santa Anita Derby. Yeah, he put up a great ride, and that, that was an exciting race. All three preps last weekend, and, and by the way, we're three weeks in front of the Kentucky Derby. All three of the preps were good, exciting races. Let's talk about the Bluegrass, where uh, Tappet Trice got the job done, and I, I got to say, Jay, I was not on the bandwagon before this race, but this horse showed me something. He got more into the race. They used him, and uh, you know, I thought it was a big effort. What were your impressions of the Bluegrass? I thought he ran a really big race, uh, ran down Verifying, who is a, a top three-year-old as well. Uh, you know, Tapatrice is a big kind of lumbering horse. He, he's not the kind of horse you want to get stopped, and I thought he was ridden smartly last week to get outside into the clear. Uh, you know, I don't know that he's going to be able to work out as advantageous a trip in a 20-horse in a Kentucky Derby, but he's extremely talented. I'll tell you what, though, for some reason he doesn't win the Derby. He would be my future book wager for the Belmont Stakes because Pletcher's move, if he doesn't win the Derby, is to give a horse time off and then come back in five weeks. And to me, this horse has Belmont written all over him with his style of running, just one pace, but just keeps on grinding, and the, the more distance, the better. He's obviously a legitimate Derby contender, but he's going to have to work out a, a trip and not get stopped. And I think the draw and, and who's around him is going to be really key on Derby Day. 
And finally, Jay, the Wood Memorial at Aqueduct pulled off uh, by a big long shot. And, and Jay, let's be honest, the Wood has just not been a productive derby prep over the last, oh, I'd say, couple decades. Uh, your thoughts on the Wood? Yeah, Dave Brennings had a great stat on this. Uh, I think it's been more than 20 years since a, 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 a Wood horse has even hit the board, let alone one. And that was the last winner was Futsuichi Pegasus. Uh, but the winner, Lord Miles, was a horse who'd been beaten pretty soundly by Tappa Trice in the Tampa Bay Derby. He, he was, to me, very hard to find on form. His career best buyer going into the race was a 79. He beat Hit Show, who had to overcome a bad post and, and didn't quite overcome it. Uh, but I thought he ran well. But I just don't know how productive, like you said, Bob, this race is going to be, which kind of continues the two-decade run of it not being a, a top derby prep. Jay, um, we ran into each other downstairs at Santa Anita last weekend, shortly after it was announced that the turf races would be moved to the main track. Uh, it was quite a shocking development, uh, given that the Friday racing at Santa Anita, the turf races, everything seemed to go fine. Uh, then there was a horse slip and go down in the Charles Whittingham on Saturday Great weather Saturday. Uh, there really seemed to be no logical explanation of, of, of why, Jay. That's the thing for me. Why? Three big letters. Why were those races moved off the turf? And we still don't have an answer for that. Well, we know why they were moved off the turf in one aspect. <laughs> they were moved off the turf because horses were slipping. And in one case, a horse fell, and there could have been a really serious uh, accident because of that. Fortunately, Midnight Joe Star and DeSormo were okay. But in an earlier race, in the third race, if you look at the cash equity, was pretty much eased in that race after bobbling on the course. So uh, they knew there was a suspected a problem, and then you had Midnight Joe Star go down. So that's why they were moved. The thing that we don't know, and that to me is, to this point, been a ridiculous omission on the part of Santa Anita and the California Horse Racing Board, is why the course had a soft spot on it what happened between friday and saturday for horses to be continually slipping at that point on the course i don't know you don't know i would hope they know by now uh and that to me is is what i object to there were there was a big crowd uh there were people like you and john i know who played the contest and i don't know if you guys would have played if you had known that let's say weather was coming and those races might come off the grass and you're like, boy, I don't know if I want to play this contest knowing that there's a real chance that these races are going to come off the grass. But you understandably played on the assumption based on the weather, which was beautiful last Saturday, that why would you think that those races would come off the grass? So those are among the reasons why I think the, the public, you know, the people who pay the freight in this game owe a detailed, honest explanation as to what happened, and we haven't had that happen. I think John would have played because he had a free roll in the contest. For myself, <laughs> I would not. I would not have put up the fifteen hundred, knowing that my three best turf plays uh, were coming off the grass. Uh, so that's a funny point, Jay. Uh, John, go ahead and jump in with Jay for a minute. Yeah, well, on that topic, guys, you know, one of the things you do with a tournament where you're required to play five races during the card. You, you, you set up a schedule of how you want to play the contest. And, okay, you're now midway through the card. 
you know, maybe you've skipped some races that you would have played had you known that some of these other races were going to change as far as field sizes and surface and everything else. So it changes how you can attack the card, and you don't want to save bullets for an empty race. It doesn't make any sense. So that didn't help the, the horse players. But let's also take a look at this from the horseman's standpoint. I feel terrible for the horsemen. We've, we've had all the rain this winter. You, you get a, a beautiful week, and, and you've got a nice day of racing, and all of a sudden you have to take those races off the grass. This had to cost the racetrack itself millions in handle, and when you see that next week when we start our Hollywood meet, purses are going to be down approximately 10% from the just-concluded meet. We obviously need every dollar in handle that we can to keep the purses strong, so this has an effect not only on the product on the track, it has a, a, an effect going forward. You kind of put a bad taste in the, in the mouth of some, you know, dyed-in-the-wool horse players. It just, it was, a, it was a discouraging situation last week. Jay, you want to jump in um, on that? And also we want to talk about Marty McGee, your friend, a longtime uh, DRF employee. He's joining you in the ranks of retirement. So uh, I know you and Marty are very close, and I think this is his fit. This will be his 50th and final derby, uh, 50 in a row I think he's covered. So uh, an unbelievable run for Marty McGee. Yeah, no, he hasn't covered uh, 50 in a row because that would have meant he, he started riding <laughs> oh, when he was 13. But um, <laughs> he, uh, he, he, he hasn't. He's he been to 50, maybe. Yeah. This will be his 50th in a row in terms of attendance. But he's he's covered, my God, he's probably covered nearly 40 now, uh, Kentucky Derbies, and has had a great run with the form. He's a terrific guy, great family, uh, is, you know, Sisters have been involved in racing. His brother's a trainer, uh, and he's going to go to work for Joe Talamo, who has a family re- relation with him. Marty's sister's daughter is married to Joe Talamo, and so Marty's going to do a little more work in, in his post-journalism career than I have. Uh, he's going to go to work as, as a jocks agent, and I, I wish them both the best. They're both good guys, and I hope they do well together. Well, Jay, we appreciate you jumping in today. Your thoughts are uh, always valuable, and we love that you are uh, keeping your uh, thumb on the pulse of the game. And uh, we'll talk again and getting closer to Derby. I know uh, it's a time of the year that you love. Yeah, I know. It's really uh, a fun time. and looking forward to the Lexington today, and then we'll see uh, where the final point standings are and do all the scoreboard watching over the next three weeks. Very good, Jay. Thank you, and we'll talk soon. Thanks, guys. All right, that was Jay Pridman and John. Before we go, uh, I want to promote the Derby Seminars. As I said, we're three weeks out, so we're right around the corner, and uh, you'll be doing yours with John Hardoon at the South Point. Uh, You also put out your Lindo report there every racing day, and uh, I know you've got a Keeneland sheet today. So that number for the South Point is 866-780-780. 7223 and uh, John you guys will be uh, Friday May 5th at 6 p.m. is that correct? Right we'll be in the Grand View Lounge right next to the race book at the South Point if you can't get to Las Vegas for the seminar or going to the Grand Ballroom on Derby Day to play the races you can watch the seminar on our website thoroughbredla.com we'll have a link there's a banner there on the website you can hit on that it'll give you the link to the South Point Casino website and uh, We'll simulcast at 6 p.m., and you're going to be going same time but a different location over at the Rampart. So I'll have the south side of Las Vegas covered. You're going to cover the northwest side. 
Yeah, I'll be with Dwayne Colucci at the Rampart. He is the race and sports manager. We'll be going at the same time, 6 p.m. in the Cascade Lounge. And uh, very much looking forward to that, going through all 20 of the contenders and videotapes of the prep races like we usually do. Uh, so that'll be a lot of fun. So stay tuned for more information as we get closer, John. And um, I'm going to make a Keeneland selection here and just update what I'm going to be doing on my schedule moving forward. Uh, John, I got to tell you, I walked out of Santa Anita on Saturday feeling like I had gone three rounds with Mike Tyson. Um other, you know, besides putting up the money in the contest when the races came off the turf and, you know, my, my best bet on the card was Amy C and whatever I had or whatever I could build was going to go to, to her. By the way, she is scratched going to Keeneland today. So this poor horse uh, had the Monrovia come off the turf last week shipped back to Keeneland and, and scratched there in their stakes race. So uh, a really hard luck horse here in Amy C. Uh, I refunded those who purchased my selections last week because my best plays were races 8, 10, and 12. Those were all turf races. My, my pick five single was Amy C., so I didn't think it was fair to keep the money for people who purchased. And uh, it was my best-selling day of the meet, by the way. So I just felt like uh, I needed to take a little break. I'm going to take some time off from, from handicapping Southern California. I will be back for opening day of Del Mar on July 21st. And uh, what I will be doing, John, is putting out my sheets on the Triple Crown days. So my next sheet that I publish will be on Derby Day, May 6th, and that will cover the Churchill card and the Derby. So that's what I'm going to do, kind of be be on the uh, sidelines a little bit until Del Mar starts on July 21st. But I'll be keeping track, and I want to make a play from Keeneland today, uh, John, and let's go to the eighth race, which is the Giants Causeway. That's a turf sprint, and I was going to pick Amy C in here, but but she's out. I'm going to go to a horse that I tried on the radio about a month or so ago. Five weeks ago, Little Jewel ran at Gulfstream Park and was 8-1, to one, and I got every bit of that. I thought she was much the best. She's a, a nice, improving mare, lightly raced five-year-old who's only had four starts. But I love the way she's won on the turf the last two times. I don't think she's overmatched in this spot. So let's go to race eight at Keeneland, number 11, Little Jewel, 8-1 to one on the morning line. I'm going to try to make it back-to-back with this mare uh, trained by Carlos Vacareza. Let's take our first time out, John, when we come back. Scott Shapiro and Bruce Finkelstein. You are listening to a Saturday edition of Thoroughbred Los Angeles on AM 830 KLAA, home of Angels Baseball. Radio AM 830. Racing fans, Santa Anita Park would like to thank all of our fans, both on track and off, for their tremendous support throughout our classic meet, which concluded this past Sunday, April 9th. And we look forward to seeing you all back with us on Friday, April 21st, for the beginning of our all-new Hollywood meet, which will run through Sunday, June 18th. We will again be racing on a Friday through Sunday schedule, with Memorial Day weekend the lone exception at the end of May. Additionally, we'll again have free parking and admission, as well as $3 beers and $5 margaritas on all Fridays throughout the Hollywood meet, with first post time at 1 o'clock. 
And fans, it's not too early to make plans to join us on Kentucky Derby Day, Saturday, May 6th. Check our website, SantaAnita.com, for dining and seating opportunities. Santa Anita will be open for simulcast wagering this Thursday, April 20th, beginning at 10 a.m. Parking and admission are free. Santa Anita, it's the great race place. Developed by Horsemen, Horsebills.com is a cost-effective, time-saving, environment-friendly, paperless revolution of how equine industries bill and receive payments. Vendors are able to generate electronic invoices for each horse, whose owners can pay through the same website with just one click. Say goodbye to stacks of invoices, handwritten checks, and postage costs. Easy accounting for all parties with the highest online security measures. Get started free at Horsebills.com. Simply register with your name and email address. Free to sign up. No subscription fees to vendors until the first invoice. Is sent. For owners, you get a free account, comprehensive dashboard with information on all horses owned and billing records, ACH and credit card payment options. For vendors, generate invoices efficiently and receive payments quickly from both owners and other vendors. Syndicate and partnership managers get flexible billing and payment options to both vendors and syndicate members. For more info, call 888-938-4643, 888-938-4643, or log on to horsebills.com. That's horsebills.com. Attention Inland Empire racing fans. Watching and wagering on the races just got easier. The Derby Room located at Fairplex Park is open and ready to serve you. Watch and wager in the newly renovated Derby Room on races across the country starting at 9 a.m. each Wednesday through Sunday. Televisions throughout the Derby Room will keep you up to date on all sporting events. Add in great food and a great atmosphere and you'll have the ultimate horse player experience. For upcoming promotions, go to thederbyroom.com, thederbyroom.com. See you at the Derby Room, 2201 North White Avenue in Pomona. Let Legacy Ranch prepare your horses the right way before heading to the racetrack. Farm trainer Terry Knight oversees the five furlong training track meticulously maintained by well-known track supervisor Richard Tedesco. Your horses will get the time, experience, and individual attention they need to be fully prepped and give them their best chance for success at the races. Located in Clements, California, the 145 acres of Legacy Ranch provides large pastures and grass paddocks too. For more information or to schedule a visit to Legacy Ranch, call Farm Manager Terry Knight at 510-928-4980 or log on to LegacyRanchInc.com. Don't forget to check out the Red Hot Legacy Ranch Stallion Straight Fire, Clubhouse Ride, and Mr. Big on your visit. Don't get left at the gate. Be part of the winning team at Legacy Ranch. Online at LegacyRanchInc.com. G'day, this is Michael Rona, and you're listening to Thoroughbred Los Angeles on AM 830 KLAA. Bad name. Welcome back. Thoroughbred Los Angeles, Bob Ike and John Lindo. And John, let's do our Cowbred of the Week. And uh, this one lived up to the name. A, a crushing victory last Saturday. And uh, tell us about our Cowbred of the Week. Calbert is named Ceiling Crusher. She won the evening jewel stakes by over 15 lengths in a 115 and change, earning a buyer speed figure of 94. She is by the Legacy Ranch Stallion, Mr. Big, another stakes winner for Mr. Big, out of the Indian Charlie Mare Palisades Princess, was bred by Harris Farms, is owned by Kasparov, Katie, and Leatherman, trained by Doug O'Neill. She picked up $90,000 for the winner's share, 
has career earnings now over $173,000. So congratulations to the connections to Ceiling Crusher. And if you're interested in that stallion, Mr. Big, who stands at Legacy Ranch, give the Terry Knight a call up there. Uh, that's the place where he stands. And you can reach Terry at 510-928-4980. Thank you, John. And let's bring in Scott Shapiro from Churchill Downs. Good morning, Shapper. How you doing? Good morning, Bob. Good morning, John. How we doing? We're doing well. The first thing uh, we want to do with you, though, is preview the Lexington at Keeneland today. I call it the final final because uh, there are a few points on the line here. And uh, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but Disarm has got a shot to get into the Derby if he can earn some points today, but he would be the only one in this field. So uh, take us through. There's one scratch. Number four, Transect is out, but it's a pretty competitive 10-horse field, Chapper. Yes, sir. And you nailed it, Bob. Uh, Disarm is the only horse with uh, Kentucky Derby starting gate implications in here. If he finishes in the top three, he will earn enough points. And that's clearly the goal here of Steve Asmussen, who's shown a lot of confidence with this Colt. Not normally a move that Steve would make, kind of rushing him into the Derby picture after a one-mile race at Oakland, put him into the grade two Louisiana Derby, where he raced against the flow that day and finished a good second. Now needing points to get in. He's trying the Lexington three weeks later. I think he's got a pretty good shot in here, but I do prefer number five, first mission, a lightly raced son of Street Sense, who makes his third star first against winners for Brad Cox and Godolphin. Ran into a buzzsaw in a stablemate Bishop's Bay on debut and then stretched out the two turns at fairgrounds in mid-March and got out of the gate better, relaxed nicely, and absolutely crushed that field. I think first mission should fit a perfect stalking trip here. There is some other speed sign on particularly with the southern california import that you guys are familiar with arabian lion who gets blinkers uh for bob baffert and irad ortiz jr but either way whether first mission's on the lead or sitting just a bit off the pace i think he's a clear one to beat and i think with a good performance here we could see him as one of the ones to beat in the preakness obviously depending how the kentucky derby goes the uh, always powerful Cox Barn it also has Demolition, Demolition Duke in there. Uh, I thought his race was pretty good as well. So Brad Cox uh, hitting on all cylinders and has become just a major, major force uh, in all divisions, but particularly the, the, the three-year-old, the Derby division, he has really gotten strong. Uh, John Lindo, I know you wanted to jump in with uh, Scott Shapiro. Yeah, Scott, we've got fast and firm today at Keeneland. Basically, I just want to know, give me a play today at Keeneland. card is good. It's a lot of good wagering opportunities. And the Southern California guys, we're going to go around the country today, so give me something to play. Yeah, it's a great day out here, John. Just arrived, actually sits in the parking lot now, ready to go in. You mentioned the 11 race card. I'm going to go to race five, which is uh, it kicks off that Keeneland turf pick three. It concludes the early pick five, and it's a mile and an eighth. First-level allowance event over the turf. I think it's a wide-open race. Lots of ways to go. I'm going to go with a big price in number three, Classic Creation. Comes off a freshening for trainer John Terranova after a third-place effort against a good field at Tampa Bay. The winner of that race, Talk of the Nation, came back to win again for Shug McGee. He's now three for four. And I didn't think he got the most aggressive ride that day from Antonio Gallardo, but I think he'll get a more aggressive ride from Gerardo Corrales. I don't see a lot of speed in here. And when John Terranova comes to Keeneland, he needs business over his last 50 starts, 22% win rate, 341 ROI. So I like the trip the classic creation is going to get, and I think he's going to run a, a career-best effort here at 15-1 to on the line. So race five, number three, classic creation, my radio play. 
Nice price horse from Scott Shapiro. You guys also have a pick six carry over there. That starts in the sixth race. So lots to look forward to. Enjoy your day out there, Scott, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good, guys. Good luck to you today, wherever you're playing, and we'll talk next week. All right, that was Scott Shapiro from Churchill Downs. Let's bring in Bruce. All right, we're going to wait on Bruce for uh, just one second, John. Uh, let's make a note, uh, no Mike Willman show tomorrow. Mike will be off, so uh, there will be no Sunday edition of Thoroughbred Los Angeles. But uh, as you said, John, we will be back on schedule for Southern California starting on uh, Friday, April 21st, and, and carry that all the way through the end of the meet in uh, mid to late June. Do we have Bruce? Okay, we don't have Bruce. So, John, I want to mention one thing. I went to a baseball game with my wife, Kim, on Wednesday. The pitch clock is the greatest innovation in the history of baseball. <laughs> I love Angel it. game, I love it, it was done in two hours and 22 minutes. I mean, you're watching every pitch. It's not like before where you kind of drift off and, you know, the pitcher's walking behind the mound, the batter's adjusting his gloves 18 times. I mean, they just get in and play baseball. I love it. I love it, too. It, it, it's fun to watch, and uh, we've got the Angels playing Boston at 1 o'clock. You can hear it on KLAA here today, but uh, uh, out of town right now. But uh, I agree with you. It, it, it really feels like the game is sped up, doesn't it? Yeah, no, and it just keeps you into the game. The pace is just so much better, and uh, you feel like you don't want to miss a pitch. It's really, uh, it, I'm a traditionalist, but this is a great change. Okay, we do have Bruce Finkelstein from BetOnBruce.com. Good morning, Bruce. How you doing? Good morning, Bob. Good morning, John. How's it going, guys? We are doing well, and uh, wanted to look at a race from Oaklawn. As John mentioned, uh, you put up a million dollars today in the Apple Blossom and only get four horses. That's kind of hard to believe, but a better gambling race is the ninth race, the Count Fleet, six furlongs, a half a million dollars on the line. Take us through that one. How'd you see it, Bruce? So first off, check the weather, because right around uh, the Count Fleet, there's supposed to be heavy thunderstorms coming in, uh, could change the, the complexion of this race. One thing's for sure, though, there is a tremendous amount of front and speed in this race. Let's, let's name them off. Edge to edge on the rail, Skelly the two. You also have um, Cogburn the eight, and one of the favorites, the ten, Strobe. They're all very quick, talented Horses, but they're going to really set up nicely for a closer. There's two closers in this race, okay? The obvious one is Tejano Twist, and I don't have any major knocks against him. He's never been better. He's won four of his last five, uh, two of which came here at Oakland. His one little blip was his race on the sloppy track. Didn't quite run as well. He ran okay on the sloppy track. He's going to be a short number, though. He's 5-2 to two on the line. He's pretty obvious. If you look in the value, I think there's another closer here that might get a little less attention, and that's the seven surveillance for Keith DeSormo. Kind of threw in a little bit of a dull race on that very narrow fairgrounds turf course last time out. Ran fourth, tried to cut inside. Um, I'm going to throw that race out. Why? He had reeled off three consecutive stakes wins sprinting on the dirt previous to that at fairgrounds. So he gets back on the dirt. He's uh, a horse that has a nice late close. He should get a great trip, and he'll be a much better price than the other closers. So uh, I would look at those two horses. Seriously, good field, though. Uh, I'll give the seven surveillance the edge over the five Tejano twist. John Lindo, I know you wanted to get Bruce's thoughts uh, now that Golden Gate is taking center stage in California today. Jump on in, John. 
Yeah, California racing is Golden Gate all all morning and all afternoon, and then we go to Los Al tonight. But Bruce, one question for you: with with Golden Gate back on the turf, I would have loved to have seen maybe a stakes race or two while Santa Anita is dark on that fresh Golden Gate turf. They would have had all the attention. I I thought the timing might have been right to do something like that. I know they have a big card at the end of the month, but uh, I'm just wondering what your thoughts would be on something like that. Yeah, I'm I'm a little surprised. I mean, it's been get this, it's been about four months since they've run a grass race at Golden Gate uh, because of all, all the wet weather. They even delayed. They were supposed to run, I believe, the first grass race on March 31st, but more rains came. So that course should be in great shape by now. And you're right. This is the first week of racing on this grass course. One turf race on Friday, one today, two tomorrow. Now, maybe it didn't always have to be stakes races, John, but Boy, it would have been nice, maybe some allowance races, and, and there could have been some Southern California shippers that, you know, could have fit nicely in, in some other levels, maybe some high-priced claimers, what have you, but there should have been, I would think, it's a little disappointing that they didn't run more grass races this week when Santa Anita wasn't around, but with that in mind, I'm going to look at the only grass race today here, John. Well, let's get a pick from you, Bruce, and I want to mention you gave out a winner last week, maybe not the way you kind of envisioned it, because General <laughs> Mathis was your play for turf. I hope you stuck with him on the dirt, because 1760 was the mutual there, Bruce, and, and we want to get a play from you from Golden Gate today. Yeah, I didn't mention surface, so do I get a pass on that? <laughs> <laughs> it's a winner's a winner. Exactly. Uh, we'll take it. Uh, let's go to the eighth race at Golden Gate. This is the only grass race. And speaking about Southern California shippers, I think there's a horse that fits very nicely here in the number three, one fast pro. Let's be honest. The non-winners level at Golden Gate is not up to the level of Santa Anita's first condition. It's a little inferior to it. And one fast pro is one of these horses that had trouble winning at the first level condition at Santa Anita. He just won. I thought he was super game. He just won a starter 50 race at Santa Anita. He didn't break especially well. He kind of bothered right after the break. He had to rally wide into a very slow tempo. He could not have been more game. He got the win in the last jump. I don't think he's making that much of a step up. In fact, I would say this is sort of a lateral move going from the starter 50 to an easier allowance race there i think he's probably figured things out lately for quinn alley and i think he's very well spotted here today so race eight let's go with the three from socal one fast bro at five to one on the morning line sounds good bruce what can we get on the website today so we have two menu items today best bets at golden gate we have a couple of rolling doubles uh, at golden gate and at uh, keeneland we have the best bets but it's not best bets only it's the last seven races on the card at Keeneland, great card today. So two menu items, Keeneland and Golden Gate, and uh, we'll be doing that also tomorrow. BetOnBruce.com. Thank you, sir, and we'll talk to you next Saturday. Take care, guys. Let's take our next time out. When we come back, John Hardoon from the Raggas and Sheets, Toby Callett from TobyCallett.com. That's in the next segment. You're listening to a Saturday edition of Thoroughbred Los Angeles AM 830 KLAA, home of Angels Baseball. Radio. AMA 30. Now, more than ever, 
It pays to own a cow bred. Owners of a registered California bred maiden shall be paid $17,500 owner's bonus for winning a maiden allowance race in Southern California and a $10,000 owner's bonus for winning a maiden allowance race in Northern California. These bonus awards are in addition to all regular purse monies won and will be paid within 30 days after the win. California bred $50,000 or less maiden claiming winners will be eligible for the current $40,000 or less starter races too. Take advantage of these tremendous new incentive programs by breeding and buying cow breads. For information, call the California Thoroughbred Breeders Association at 626-445-7800. That's 626-445-7800. Or log on to ctba.com. And remember, it pays to own a cow bread. Nearly 50 years ago, Len Ragazin formulated the idea of speed ratings. Today, the Ragazin Sheets are still America's premier speed rating product. Who uses Len Ragazin Speed Ratings? Trainers use the Ragazin Sheets to place their horses. Breeders check the Ragazin Sheets before making million-dollar decisions. And jockey agents consult the Ragazin Sheets when choosing which horse to ride. But most importantly, the Ragazin Sheets are used by players like you. The Ragazin Sheets are available online at thesheets.com. Our website also offers free introductory material, including an online seminar. You can also receive free introductory material by calling us directly at 212-674-3123. That's the Ragazin Sheets at 212-674-3123. Ragazin, the most respected name in racing. Sammy's Original invites horse players to help celebrate their 10-year anniversary. The satellite wagering section at Sammy's offers a special menu featuring prices rolled back to 2013. And here's a Sammy's exclusive. Purchase the only winning ticket in the Santa Anita Rainbow Six at Sammy's, cash it at Sammy's, and receive a $25,000 bonus from your friends at Sammy's Original. Great food at discounted prices and always player-friendly, Sammy's Original is located where the 5 and 405 freeways collide in Lake Forest at 23221 Lake Center Drive. Post each day is 10 a.m. 120 high-definition TVs, great food and drink, and the best live racing from around the country is the ultimate trifecta. Get lucky at Sammy's Original, 23221 Lake Center Drive in Lake Forest, and online at sammysoriginal.com. The best of night racing continues at Los Alamitos Racecourse every Saturday and Sunday night. Outstanding racing action is in store this weekend, led by night racing's best bets the Los Alamitos Early and Late Pick 4s. Plus, our nighttime $2 Pick 6 continues to be a popular wager. Our total Pick 6 pool on January 7th was over $200,000. And remember, Los Alamitos will add $10,000 to the Pick 6 pool on Sunday night if there's not a carryover. That's more money for you, the horse player, to win. And racing fans, Los Alamitos is also open for daytime simulcasting seven days a week. Enjoy the racing action from Santa Anita, Golden Gate, Aqueduct, Oaklawn, and more. For reservations in the beautiful Vessels Club, call 714-820-2681. Or if you prefer, cheer on your next winner at Burgart Sports Bar, featuring 60 HD TVs, a full bar, and plenty of wagering windows for your convenience. The best of night racing, the best of quarter horse racing, always at Los Alamitos. Angels Radio, AM 30.
Welcome back, Thoroughbred Los Angeles. Bob Ike, John Lindo, and John, tell us about one of our new sponsors, the Lay Meridian Hotel. It's right across the street from Santa Anita, and there's also a code to use when you book it. Tell us about it, John. Right. If you think you're coming out for the opening weekend of the Hollywood Meet of Santa Anita next week, give the Lay Meridian Hotel a call, 626-777-6699. Ask for the Thoroughbred LA rate, or you can go to Marriott.com and book it using the code S. 9498. That'll get you the discounted rate, courtesy of Thoroughbred LA and the Lay Meridian. Let's bring in John Hardoon from the Rags and Sheets. Good morning, John. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, John. How are you guys doing? We are doing well, and I stepped on your toes a little bit of uh, getting a pick there in the Giants Causeway, which is the 8th at Keeneland. We wanted you to preview that. I've already given out little Jewel. Do I have a shot in there, John? You have a shot, but unfortunately, you can't beat my pick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love Actually, it. My radio plays. One of my two radio plays is going to come in, in that race as well. Your horse is fine. He's improving, and uh, he's, the price is right. He's eight to one. So why not? All right. Well, let's get yours here, and uh, we'll go mano a mano in this race. Okay. I love the number four horse in here, Ovray. Uh, this is a four-year-old filly from the Chris Block Farm. This horse is in the best racing shape of her career. She's won five races in a row including her last two races sprinting on the grass at fairgrounds. His trainer has done a terrific job spacing this horse's races. He gives her time between races, and she's really responded well. She's getting better with each and every start. She's listed at 9-2 to two on the morning line. I like number four, Ovray, uh, upset and win today's eighth race out at Keeling. Very good. Uh, I like it. Definitely a, a use for me in my pick five today. Uh, John Lindo, I know uh, we always want to get two picks from uh, Mr. Hardoon, so jump on in and uh, let's also find out what John has on the Rags and Sheets line today. Well, I know the Dangerous Hour stakes kind of came apart with scratches at Aqueduct, but otherwise it's a good card there. So, John, I want to get a, a play from you at Aqueduct, and let's let the, uh, the people know exactly what you have available today with no Santa Anita running. Yeah, that race, uh, John, scratched down to a three-horse field. So they're giving you a million dollars at Oakland in a four-horse field and then the stake at New York as a three-horse field. Not very good for racing, but that's what they give you. We'll look at the eighth race today, guys, and I like the number 11 horse in here, Blinding Light. Uh, this is a four-year-old gelding from the Jeffrey Engelhart barn. This horse gets weight from the rest of the field, coming off of a freshening, has worked well for his return. He's listed at 8-1 to one on the morning line. I like number 11, Blinding Light, to upset and win today's eighth race out at Aqueduct. Today we offer Aqueduct, Keeland, and Oakland Selection. Very good. Thank you, John. And uh, take a day off tomorrow. Mike's off. So uh, get a little extra rest and, and do some extra handicapping. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Stay safe and be well. All right. That was John Hardoon from the Rags and Sheets. Toby Callett from tobycallett.com and todaysracingdigest.com. Good morning, Toby. How are you? I'm well, Bob. How about you? Well, we're doing well. want to find out about conditions because you guys had to cancel uh, Thursday and Friday racing with just a deluge of rain that you got. Uh, tell us about conditions today at Gulfstream. Well, uh, obviously there's no turf. I would bet against there being any turf tomorrow, and we'll see what happens come next Thursday, uh, which will be the next day of racing after this weekend. But uh, the main track is listed as fast. The only problem we have is there's only three dirt races, and I put those on the sheet 
So believe it or not, I'm going to have to give us a Tepeta race for the radio play today. But uh, I give you that disclaimer. It's a Tepeta, so uh, do with it as you like. John Hardoon, I know you, you kind of looked at this with Toby. I wanted to, it's sort of a nuts and bolts card. Uh, no stakes race today. John, go ahead and uh, have at it with Toby. Yeah, Toby, you got 11 races today. Like I say, most of them now are on the Tapita. But this is the kind of car where you, li- you like. You, you don't want those fancy stakes races with the, the three to five shots. You'd like to do a little hunting. So uh, give us a play today. Even the Tapita, I'm listening. Okay, it's race number seven. Uh, they're going five and a half furlongs. It's just one of those $50,000 uh, uh, allowance conditions uh, with the, the, you know, letting a whole hodgepodge type of horses. And I'm going to do something in here that I don't generally go in this direction, but I like the five. It's Portofino coming off a maiden win. Uh, the truth is, is I think Portofino is, uh, is worth more than $20,000, uh, which a lot of these others have run for 20. My second pick was just claimed for 20. Portofino uh, looks like the last work had to be on Tepeta. There were only 11 workers at the half mile distance. And uh, he's obviously familiar with it from his debut. Um, Edwin Gonzalez uh, rides here. I think it's a good spot. Behind the five, Portofino, we're going to use the two, big and classy. The six, Royal Louis. And the eight, Bella Future. That's five, two, six, eight. We'll skate right on through the seven at Gulfstream Park. And, uh, Toby, you are anticipating off the turf tomorrow, correct? Correct, yes. And, and uh, uh, with... With no Mike Willman, we just want to get a little bit of uh, early info uh, from you on whatever we can down there. Uh, racing will resume after tomorrow on Thursday. And just kind of what what are your thoughts on the rest of the meet? The ch- so-called championship meet is over. A lot of the big trainers and jockeys ship out of town. What's in store for the remainder of uh, this long run here at Gulfstream Park? Well, it's not quite as... Uh, exciting as it used to be when uh, you know the, the, the you know, breeding farms had had a lot of uh, had a lot of uh, things to, uh, horses to display. Uh, but uh, we were supposed to start two-year-old racing on uh, Thursday and Friday this week. Again, through no fault of anybody, those those races didn't go. But I looked at next Thursday's card, and one of those races is coming back. Uh, so there's always the two-year-olds uh, to look forward to, and uh, you'll see horses that laid off in the wintertime that didn't want to go against the Pletchers or the first team of Southie Joseph or, or, or the Bill Mott or the Christoph Lamont. And as long as the turf course holds up here, uh, those cheaper runners on, on the grass, uh, you can get some really good value. Um, I like the fact that they do have riders here that ride in the summertime that are quite confident. Edgar Zayas is, is, is a good rider. Leonel Reyes has, has become a, a decent journeyman. Edwin Gonzalez uh, is, is back. He went to Golden Gate because he didn't want to uh, sit on the bench watching the O.T.'s brothers and, and uh, Junior Alvarado and those guys ride. You got uh, Miguel uh, Jaramillo, uh, who's a great front-end uh, rider. So the races are playable. Uh, I, I, I've used summer golf stream. It's, it's actually similar in this sense to winter golf stream, where when you go to the buffet, don't take everything that's, that's on the table. If you don't eat red meat like me, you know, stay with the chicken. Uh, don't eat all the desserts. If you pick and choose your way through, as I've said for years, you learn enough things. You can make money in the summer, and you learn enough things to be armed with, with good information when the fall and the winter comes. 
uh, it's a playable circuit. I mean, po- politically, you know, there's, there's things that make your skin crawl around here. But uh, as far as, uh, you know, the, the blood and guts and, the, and, and having the chance to make money, uh, it's a racetrack like any other. So uh, Very good. I Thank you for the insight, Toby. To- TobyCallett.com. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Okay, that was Toby Kell. Let's take our final time out when we come back in the cleanup slot. Michael Rona from Los Alamitos. That's the final segment of Thoroughbred Los Angeles right here on AM 830 KLAA, home of Angels Baseball. Angels Radio, AM 830. Racing fans, Santa Anita Park would like to thank all of our fans, both on track and off, for their tremendous support throughout our classic meet, which concluded this past Sunday, April 9th. And we look forward to seeing you all back with us on Friday, April 21st, for the beginning of our all-new Hollywood meet, which will run through Sunday, June 18th. We will again be racing on a Friday through Sunday schedule, with Memorial Day weekend the lone exception at the end of May. Additionally, we'll again have free parking and admission, as well as $3 beers and $5 margaritas on all Fridays throughout the Hollywood meet, with first post time at 1 o'clock. And fans, it's not too early to make plans to join us on Kentucky Derby Day, Saturday, May 6th. Check our website, SantaAnita.com, for dining and seating opportunities. Santa Anita will be open for simulcast wagering this Thursday, April 20th, beginning at 10 a.m. Parking and admission are free. Santa Anita, it's the great race place. Make the Le Meridian Hotel in Arcadia your place to stay and play on your next visit to Santa Anita. Located just a furlong east of iconic Santa Anita Racetrack on Huntington Drive, the Le Meridian Hotel offers uncomplicated luxurious guest rooms and suites, a fitness center, meeting rooms for your group, and a newly refurbished dining room. A wide open bar and lounge makes the perfect gathering spot after a great day at the track. For reservations, call 626-777-6699 and use your Marriott Rewards points for even more savings. From the early morning workouts until after the last race is official, the Lane Meridian Hotel is a convenient and enjoyable way to maximize your next visit to Santa Anita. General Manager Katie Green welcomes you to a winning experience. The Lay Meridian Hotel, 130 Huntington Drive in Arcadia. The number for reservations once again, 626-777-6699. From Golden Gate to Santa Anita to Del Mar, and everywhere racing is conducted in California, Bruce Finkelstein's Bet on Bruce has you covered. Full card selections available every racing day at BetOnBruce.com. Get advice on multi-wager ticket structures and improve your return on investment with Bruce Finkelstein's BetOnBruce.com. Bet on experience. BetOnBruce.com. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's Racebook has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. 
Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Angels Radio. AM 830. Welcome back. Final segment of Thoroughbred Los Angeles. Just a couple uh, places to watch the races. If you're looking for simulcast opportunities, Derby Room at Fairplex is open and ready to serve you. And Sammy's down at the uh, 5 and the 405 is post time there is in about five minutes. Let's bring in Michael Rona from Los Alamitos. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Bob. You've got some two-year-olds tonight to watch and uh, also a horse named Dutton uh, we want to keep an eye on as well. Tell us about those things. Yes, two-year-old rating, very much a big part of the program at the moment. Matter of fact, next weekend are the trials to the kindergarten futurity, the first uh, futurity of the season. There are some really well-meant juveniles debuting in race six tonight. A boardwalk, a chief among them, a full brother to Futurity winners Monopolist and Frivolous, and to Sicario, who was runner-up in an All-American Futurity at Rodoso. Boardwalk comes into this with a bullet best of 44 gateworks on the 25th of March, in which he outworks stablemate Glib, who also debuts in this spot. And trainer Paul Jones has a pair of uh, horses who are really working great as well. Boardwalk's just a fractional favourite on the morning line, ahead of the Paul Jones train to talk about something. So these horses won't be able to come back next week in the kindergarten futurity trials, but they will be targeting the Edbert Million futurity trials in another month henceforth. So check out race six for some potentially top-line two-year-olds. And that other horse, Dutton, you mentioned, Bob, is the track record holder for the 1,000-yard journey at Los Alamitos. He hasn't raced here this year yet. He did race once at Santa Anita a month ago. He needs to get some points on the board to qualify for the summer 1,000-yard final. He won the winter version of that back in December. So Dutton is going around against a very strong allowance group in race number four tonight. Uh, Michael, tell us about post times for this weekend. First of 10 tonight, 6 o'clock. A little earlier tomorrow, Bob, 5.45. And how about a selection? Uh, you got back on the winning streak last week with uh, Lady Cartel at 4.60. Where do you want to go for your pick tonight, Michael? Uh, let's try the penultimate race. The ninth is a 300-yard allowance for three-year-olds, non-winners of two. And number five, Chivalry, appeals to me from the outside post as the three-to-one second choice on the morning line. The horse has really had no luck in each of his four defeats. He's won one out of five so far. He makes his second start of the season, and I think from the outside alley, he'll be very tough. Chivalry number five in the ninth race tonight. Thank you, Michael. Have a great weekend, and uh, we will spend a little more time next Saturday and uh, enjoy the night, and we'll watch Dutton uh, streak, through the, uh, streak through the track again today. Good on you, mate. Hooray. All right, that was Michael Rona, John Lindo. Thank you very much for co-hosting. Thanks to all of our guests. Uh, as I mentioned, no Mike Wilman tomorrow. He's taking Sunday off. Uh, Santa Anita will be back next Friday. We will be back aboard at our usual time next Saturday. And uh, 
Stay tuned now because Andy Harris and the SoCal Restaurant Show is coming up. Angels baseball later. Thanks to Jake and Leilani inside. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to Thoroughbred Los Angeles on AM 830 KLAA. Go right to the source and ask the horse. He'll give you the answer that you endorse. He's always on a steady course. Talk to Mr. A. Go yakety yak the streak and waste your time a day. But Mr. Ed will never.